Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode with Derek Zanetti, aka the Homeless Gospel Choir. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Now, today on the show, we got my friend, talented musician, drummer, and internet celebrity, (laughs) David Verlato. Now, for those of you that don't know David, I just mentioned some of the things that he is famously popular for, such as playing in some bands and being on the internet. (laughs) I'm just fucking around, but he's a really, really good dude, talented drummer, and I'm not going to get into too much about what he is and what he does and blah, 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 because if you're listening to this, you probably know David, and if you don't, you're going to learn a whole lot about him coming up. So yeah. Uh, less talk, more rock, shall we? Sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat! want to just talk at this thing and see if it's working uh, yeah i'm gonna turn you up i have yeah i have like kind of a soft voice i'm a fucking loud mouth so yeah it's fine you do this a lot i feel like uh a cool part about like doing stuff like this like i'm always like playing drums and stuff so no one really ever gets to hear my voice i'm on the internet everywhere all the time yeah so like I feel like a lot of people see what I'm thinking, but they don't hear my voice or like, I don't know, I kind of ramble in a different, like, I don't know, maybe I'm a little more awkward than I might think. So this I might think be. everybody's more awkward than they think or want to admit. Yeah, for sure. So playing drums, like you've, you do, you're not used to having a microphone in oh, your hand. No way. You're having this, drumsticks this is, in your hands, right? This feels sick, though. I feel like I could be in, like, Despised Icon or something. <laughs> Have you ever wanted to do vocals in a band? Oh, yeah. That's, like, uh, Josh and I played in a band uh, for a while. It was called Poseidon's Wake. And, uh, like, I wrote all the music, and it started out with me, like, programming drums and Josh, like, doing vocals over it. But, like, the, like we had to have no lyrics. Like, it had to just be, like... Just gurgling. Oh, okay. Yeah, pig squeals. Like, and uh, like ever since that kind of like fell to the wayside, I've been like still like riffing around with stuff, and I want to program some drums and then play guitar and do vocals over that. Like, have like a slam death metal project like you, that. Is there gonna be lyrics or is uh, it still that, just would, that, that would have lyrics? Yeah. Okay. Like, what, so, what 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 subject matter would uh, you want to touch uh, on? It, it was like I mean, pretty standard <laughs> like standard. Uh, death metal, like just kind of almost kind of gory stuff, like nothing, nothing intelligent at all. Sure. So like (laughs) coming from like a standpoint of like a musician or a drummer who's played in bands with other vocalists who have been in charge of writing lyrics and stuff like that. What do you prefer? Do you prefer like having like some sort of a message in your band or do you just want to keep it like chill? I love that. I love that other people have the responsibility of writing lyrics in all the bands I'm in because I'm definitely not, I'm not like very smooth with words. So it's nice to just like shut up and just like slam things. Sure. But like as a, a fan or a listener of music, like what um, what are you into? I, I, I mean a lot of times I'll get hooked on a melody more than I'll get hooked on a message. Sure. I guess, but I uh, like um, I I appreciate like I'm trying to think of like subjects that I liked to hear about. 
I feel like I'm just like tired of hearing all of it anymore. I don't know. <laughs> I got really into K-pop recently, and I think yeah. like the only reason I'm really diving into it so deep is because I don't know what anybody's saying. Yeah, and, and I'm just totally you lost. Can, you can yeah. enjoy more of just like the technical aspect of the music, where like you know they have a sick voice. Yeah, and I guess sick melodies. Yeah, and metal like, can be like that too. Oh, to for some sure. Extent. Yeah. You ever listen to Wormed? Man, that band fucking. Rips. Oh, that. You guys I, ever listen to them? I've maybe I'm thinking of a different band like WVR. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe dude, I haven't heard. Yeah. That. Wormed. That vocalist is gross. It's sweet. Like, what would you compare it to? Uh, I don't know. Like, early like. Like that dude in the early dying fetus stuff that sounded oh, okay. like he was gonna throw up, but like yeah. way better. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really like that stuff. Like, I uh, whenever we were in Virginia Beach, we ended up playing this show with a band called Macerated, and they were just like, kind of along the lines of like like uh, Kamikaze. Okay. Yeah. Like very very technical and like the like constantly fast and the, the but the vocals like the way they were like. Like, gra- like it, it was so brutal, but it was like, like you could almost understand what he was saying because he like had such sick control over that like low growl. And that's kind of what I'm into. How? OK, so like this is always kind of a, an interesting thing to me. How did you personally get into like death metal? Because oh, it's not like the shit yeah, that you that just is, like stumble oh, into. There's yeah, always that progression. Yeah. And that's and for them, it's so weird because I've had so many periods where I started, uh, like, when I first started hearing music, and, and, like, one of the first bands I was, like, kind of, like, alternative music, where I was, like, this is definitely my shit, was, like, Linkin Park. And then, like, I used, ya- in sixth grade, I used Yahoo Music. Did you, do you, do you remember that? No. It was, like, uh, uh, almost, it was pretty much Pandora. Like, it was one of the first websites I ever found that did, like, the related artist sort of thing. You play, like, an artist station. And uh, anytime any like I would be listening to anything like Linkin Park, like uh, a perfect circle would come on. And sometimes like a band like that almost sounded too heavy to me. OK. And and so I, I, I used to <laughs> I don't know. I don't know when it that like flipped where I was just like, I, I don't know, maybe like the ironic MySpace stuff like that, that like the psychotic, like like heavy, heavy, low, low. And like but then like waking the cadaver and just like the most unintelligible stuff like that kind of made it seem cool and then i kind of worked my way back from like the really heavy stuff to like under oath and then like like i started appreciating all that and then now it's just like a super wide range of like stuff that i like and it's super weird did a lot (laughs) of that maybe tie in with whenever you started going to local shows and Uh, making friends and stuff seventh grade i went to my first warp tour and uh, I bought a ticket, and I didn't know. Like, I obviously didn't have friends that drove or anything. My parents weren't going to take me, so like, I, I went ahead and bought this ticket with no idea how to get there. And luckily, I found another kid who was in my grade at the time. His uncle went every year, and I guess he was just like super into like Less Than Jake and Real Big Fish and stuff like that. And uh, he offered to take me whenever they told him that I, I wanted to go. And he was like super excited about like taking like a kid that liked like other punk stuff, and he was out of he was out of his mind. We like rode in this super tiny little Miata, and he was like had he had to have money. It was a really nice car. <laughs> okay, that, so I thought that was kind of funny that a dude like that was just like into punk in seventh grade. I didn't know well, adults how, that liked. How old do you think he really was? Uh, in, he in was retrospect? I think I think he was like, oh man, maybe he wasn't that old. Like think because yeah he might have been maybe mid 30s maybe 35 yeah there's this fucking dude who uh was the older brother of this kid that i hung out with that lived by my dad and he would always be like riding around on a skateboard and he was like the first dude that showed me corn and i always like (laughs) think about him as being like this old dude but that was like i was like seven or eight years old yeah and it's like in realistically this kid was probably like 19 or 20 but still i always like think of him as like this old dude that showed me corn but he was a 20 year old that showed me corn and like one of the yeah one of the first kids i ever saw uh skateboarding i was probably like seven or eight years old i uh i was at camp and these people running out the camp next door to us uh 
there's this they had this 17 year old son and i i I can't remember. I he seemed like he was like twenty years older than me, and like, but I just thought he was so cool because he's like blasting music and like skateboarding in his in the like the driveway of the 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 cabin, and like, like I just remember his parents like coming and talking to my parents, like could, like asking us to leave him alone because it was like so awkward, <laughs> like because like we're just like these little kids just bothering him like dude show it can you kickflip for us and he was too nice to tell us to go away looking back on that that was like do you ever try skating <laughs> yeah i used to oh before i played drums that was like what i did like okay yeah that was kind of my thing before like i uh i thought i was like i i was so into it at one point that i thought i was gonna like do that as a career but like i never got that good so i don't <laughs> it was kind of it was long shot for so that what happened happen. with the what, where was the switch then uh, i learned started learning how to play drums that was definitely like i just like i uh i mean i played music in like elementary school i played like trumpet up until like fifth grade and like i was always interested in that you know playing music live like i listened to a lot of music so that was like kind of what i daydreamed about uh uh, one day, my I had a one I had one friend that played guitar, and that was like the coolest thing ever. And uh, he wanted to show all of us how to play instruments. But my one of my friends had a drum set, so he was the one that got to play his drum set when they were like jamming out like Blink One Eighty Two songs and stuff. The next day, uh, he had hockey practice, so he couldn't come. And uh, I was like, I mean, I played drums on rock band before, so can I try this? And they were like, they didn't, they just like did it to make me happy. They, I think they really didn't want to play in a band with me. But then after we did it a couple of days, like the other kid just kept being busy. I was always around. And then I just like kept doing it. And then like, now it's like. Now you're a drummer. Yeah, that's weird. (laughs) So did you have any like real passion to play drums or oh, was it yeah. just okay. I, I mean well it was definitely uh i was very very interested in playing drums but like it i, I never did so like so i just i oh i wish i could show you i there are videos of me playing like the first show i ever played and my mom took them and they were on her myspace <laughs> and i can still kind of find them if i look hard enough you know, after they switched over to the new MySpace, it's really hard to find. Uh, everything got <laughs> fucked. It's so hard to find. End like, times. Yeah. So when you first started playing drums, you weren't playing your own kit. No, I, and I and also <laughs> how I, long before you got your own kit? It was probably like four months. Okay. The, so it was okay. January of two thousand nine was like when I started playing my friend's drum set. And I didn't know I was left-handed. Like, I'm a left-handed drummer. I didn't know I was left-handed. Like, I just played a right-handed drum set. And he had a double bass pedal, so I would just use... I used both... I I didn't know what I was doing, but I tried to use both of the pedals, I guess. Okay. (laughs) So, and then uh, my dad just thought it was cool, so he, like, helped me out. We went on Craigslist and bought this kit for, like, $100. And it's still in my basement somewhere. And... I gotta get rid of that. It's bad. <laughs> no, keep it. Yeah, memories for sure. It'll be worth something someday when you're a big famous drummer. <laughs> and it, over the past year, I actually got like, I, I mean, I've always liked playing, but I wasn't like a interested in the technical aspect of playing or anything. But over the past year or so, I've been like really interested in like l- actually learning the instrument and like knowing about music do you think that has to do with like playing in different styles of bands yeah i feel like that has to be like i finally hit a point where i've been playing long enough where i can like delve into like why what makes sense as far as like a beat goes and like it it just like and create i hit a wall where i can't there's i've done everything i know how to do so i have to like really dig and try to find things to learn like learning about what there is to learn <laughs> or add is drums the hard- to the kit yeah yeah get more symbols oh, well i could do that i haven't got that for you how do you feel like about expensive. uh drummers that have like really obnoxiously large kits oh it's i there was yeah there was no ne- i guess there was never a period of my life where i thought that was sick <laughs> 
So you're not like a dream theater fan? I mean, I think it sounds great, but I just I just know that like similar things could be done with a little bit less drums. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad for the people that have to set that up, but uh, when I was <laughs> when I was out with Bethlehem just in June, we played a show somewhere and this opening band, the drummer had like this huge rack, like seven toms, like all this shit like two like double bass like two bass pedals or bass drums you know what i mean yeah and like a whole like like a whole thing it took him like an hour to like get this all kind of like set up and i'm like that motherfucker better play every single goddamn drum he better rip if this dude rips then i'm not gonna be mad no no, no, no. Did he touch all the all these no. drums? He did. No, he did it. Half the toms were useless. That's sad. It's just like some I dude mean, that lives in the middle of nowhere yeah. that's not spending his money on anything else. And it's just like, oh, go get another that's, drum. Yeah, I obviously there's not not much respect for that, but some people rock it. I mean, I do, I just don't. My brain doesn't have it. Hasn't really uh, reached that capacity yet of like where i feel like i can't just do that on this one drum sure and drums are expensive i would have to i already can't buy heads for the drums that I, the four <laughs> drums that i have now, so yeah you picked one of the more expensive ones i fucked up doing anything in general though is expensive yeah, living life is expensive yeah it's so, like dying is way cheaper <laughs> 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 oh fuck it's, it's yeah that there we go we can I mean, end maybe it. Not just for, yeah done. <laughs> okay. yeah all my friends uh we've all been joking about how shows are over and just uh i don't know i don't really know the basis of the joke but we just keep saying that and <laughs> no that was just <laughs> yeah just shows are just over you know yeah, no I mean, <laughs> it would, life would be so much easier then, you know. <laughs> yeah, how so? Like being in a being a a local musician, somewhat you know, touring here and there after a couple years now. How are you feeling about it? How how's well, you feeling motivated to keep pushing? Oh, are you yeah, having those um, moments where you're like, God uh, damn it, this is I feel bullshit. like I feel like the. Uh, both of those feelings are kind of like I'm I'm having them more often than ever. Excuse me. That's okay. <laughs> we'll, 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 I'll edit these out or I'll turn them up. Whatever you want. Uh, uh, that Get was, started on this sick folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like I feel like more often than ever, I've been having the feelings of uh, just giving up completely. Because, like, I mean, I'm just getting older. Things are costing money. Uh, you realize you need the time to make money. You need you need time to be work. Like, you just have to be working. Obviously, it's not. It's a lot less uh, rewarding to you know spend a whole tank of gas like driving to shows around town. Like, especially when like now that I'm older, like. As far as like just playing around town, it uh, starts to add up and then you think about like just giving up. But then you think about how like there's, you know, you're kind of in this bubble where you have to break through that. Like it, it I feel like it's, you know, starkest before the dawn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like, I like, I like your... <laughs> But yeah, but but also like I've been ha lately, I've been having so many sick opportunities and uh, that's only going to continue if I keep playing and I keep investing more money and more time and working harder. So it's kind of I'm just like I've really been like bouncing between like wanting to stop because life will be easier. But then I think about how I, I got myself in this situation because I wanted to do these things that I've actually been getting to do lately. So, all right, let's say hypothetically you quit, you were to quit playing drums or quit being a musician in general, right? Yeah. What, what would you do with yourself? Well, I, uh, I mean, I have a lot of really cool friends. I spend a lot of time with like the free time would just be still, you know, like spending time with those people. And I, but I spend time with those people a lot anyway. So that's like, uh, I mean, 
I would uh, have more time. I, w- I really want to finish up school. I only need to do like two or three more semesters to get uh, my a degree from community college, and like that would open up more opportunities to earn more money. And then like doing what? What do you want to be when you grow up? I uh, I was going to school for tech support actually. Okay. Yeah. So I like I w- wouldn't mind like doing that, but. I feel like I could still just do it later. <laughs> For right now, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think computers are going anywhere. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's why I th- I mean that's it I use them all the time for everything, so why not? And like, a lot of people apply don't that. know how they work when they Yeah, break. like like yeah, behind the scenes stuff is and it's actually like simpler than you would think. It's just Oh, a, sure. You just got to read directions. <laughs> it's it's really hard to want to do that. Because you just want to press the button and make it go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I don't know. You know, I think. How old are you? I'm 23. You're 23. Okay. Yeah. yeah I I remember when I was like 23, four, five. It was probably like my least favorite time playing music. Yeah, it's like right after I'm, the the, yeah. the, the fresh. It's like it's when shit everyone's gets graduated real. school. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's very real. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems like some stuff's been like going on for you, probably like, like more opportunities to play out of town and stuff. Yeah, and that's and that's that's where it's at. Just not in front of too many people. Some sure. some uh like getting to play with Speaklow, like those guys uh get into some like pretty big shows and that's almost it's almost too much for me. Like, uh, like like a big show? Yeah, like 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 how so? Just the nerves of it. Like I feel like I'm not like my potent. Like I need to practice more and like be a better drummer before I'm like just in front of like sold out crowds at like places the size of the altar bar every day. Like that. It's it. My nerves have not. I've not completely worked up to that yet. But maybe maybe that's the the kind of the thrill of it. Maybe people never really like get over that but I, n- I never feel that way like houses or anything like that and you're always like your harshest critic for sure will say do you ever watch videos of you performing yeah that's what i try to like figure out what i need to work on but a lot of times i can just hear it like while i'm playing like you know things i slip up on and as it happens and other people like whether they hear it or not it's yeah i guess just hard on myself sometimes if you have a a bad show does it like kill your mood or are you just like "Eh, whatever uh i'm pretty good at burying that stuff so like at the time i don't have to i'm not like mad at myself or mad at anyone else how do you do that i I don't know i just i kind of kind of just (laughs) think and maybe maybe that's a problem i have maybe i i uh, should immediately like discipline myself or something like so i like (laughs) (laughs) go yeah go lashes go in the yeah go in the alley and lash yourself with broken drumsticks (laughs) dude this i feel like just telling my whole life story yeah maybe i don't know that's all this really is yeah that's true uh but okay so if you're not playing music yeah you're gonna do tech support. You don't have any other hobbies. You don't want to go back to skateboarding. No, no, yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> if I if if I really felt like I should give up, like I feel like I'll always have this hobby. If it would ever get to that, I would still want to be a a drummer. I would still want to spend time. I think the only thing I would be giving up is the the playing live and uh, all like being so active and you know maintaining an instrument like maybe like doing more like but like just recording myself playing or like just playing in my room by myself i don't know (laughs) so like that that would i definitely feel like music's just like that's like my hobby but and i don't think i would necessarily want to give that up but the playing live is like what like what i would move out if that was if that was the decision I had to make, I guess. In terms of playing different genres of music and different styles, is there anything that you haven't really gotten to do yet that you would like to do style-wise? Um, 
Yeah, I, I've uh, just recently I found at Goodwill there was this uh, like little electronic drum set. It was like a, a Yamaha like one piece. It sits on a snare stand, but it has like uh, like six or seven pads on it, like super corny sounds and stuff. But I I want to uh, I want to work that into uh, like some songs or something like just more electronic stuff, like less acoustic drums. Sure. So that's like going back to your Lincoln Park roots. Yeah, for sure. I don't I, I don't have any like scratch tables or anything yet, but I gotta save up some money. Dude, I love hybrid theory. That album yeah, like yeah. fucked me up so hard. And even Meteora, like that yeah, that one that's was a good one like too. yeah, like like really the reanimation album is what did it, to be completely honest. That was sick. That was really cool. Yeah, but when like, when it first came out, I was kinda like I was like these are the same songs. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I appreciate it way more now, I think, maybe. That was like a perfect storm for me because that came out right around the time that I was getting into making beats. Yeah. So it was just like this like and, and that's awesome another, influence. That's another thing I would love to try to do, like uh, to be able to just compose things all like myself uh, with like uh, some like recording equipment, like like what you do as far as like like producing beats and stuff like that it that is like one world of music that i've never really got to explore and that's one world of music where i feel i need to learn more of like uh like the theory of music maybe i maybe i'm wrong about that but i feel like there's a lot more like uh like you need like a, a broader knowledge of music in general to do something like that i think that when it comes to because my main knowledge of composing music is electronic um and whenever i'm working with a lot of people that are from like a strictly like organic background working with guitar players or uh live drummers who have never worked with electronics i see like i like think about like the bigger picture of a song it seems like then like yeah. I think about like the the whole product rather as like I'm always like working with guitar players and they're just thinking about their guitar parts yeah and they're not like always understanding that like oh there's gonna be a bass part and there's gonna yeah. be a drum part there's gonna be all these things that are gonna work together and maybe that's just because I'm like writing music independently yeah so I'm like writing all the drums and all the synth stuff and all that stuff and I'm thinking about all those things yeah. I'm not just like focused on one instrument so like. If you want to write like electronic music, I think that you, if you want to write it like independently, you need to have like a good focus on the big picture. Yeah. What I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's one thing I always try to tell people who want to go to like go, go to school for producing music is like you, I, yeah, you definitely need to, you need to know how melody, how rhythm, uh, it's like not just about, the you know the the beat or like whatever like bass lead you ha- or like whatever like lot like melodies you want to put together like I, guitars and drums is obviously like that's just like all I know but I feel like I need to know more things well, yeah I mean <laughs> it goes even deeper than that if you want to get into production like you're talking about things that are just simple things is like tone yeah. And the sounds that you select to make sure it's appropriate for the product that you're yeah. trying to produce. You know, you can't yeah, like run, you know, you have to have the, the right settings on your right cabs and your amps and have yeah. like, you can mic a drum set one way that sounds awesome for one band and sounds like butt for the next band. Yeah. And it's like considering all those things. For sure. And a lot of people, it's like, a lot of people go into the studio like I'm bring I'm gonna bring my stuff, I'm bringing my I'm, br- I'm bringing my head, man. I gotta use my head. Yeah, and it's like well, <laughs> have you ever worked with like you have that head, but that's not that's not really actually gonna get you the sound that you want on this recording. <laughs> yeah. I hope you realize that. Yeah, have you ever like worked with like recording bands like yeah, I. Uh, like what? I, I want to hear like like a, a horror story from that. If if you've ever, <laughs> or, or have you only like worked with your friends who happen to be talented? Like were you um, the lucky one to? The not? only time I've really, <laughs> I've never tracked any full bands that were strangers. I've yeah. tracked like 
uh, rappers that I didn't know, okay. acoustic acts that I didn't know, smaller things yeah. because it's like less commitment. And yeah. I also, I obviously I don't have the space for it anymore, but whenever I used to have a house where I had like a whole basement and I could like do everything. Yeah. Um, I'm well over that nowadays. I'm just into yeah. like doing stuff for myself, but there really isn't honestly a horror story in particular. Um, the funniest thing that ever happened was I was recording a rapper once and he wanted uh, a gun sound in his song. So he was just like, ah, oh, hold on, I'll be back. And like went out to his car and got his gun so he could record the. That is awesome. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> you sweet. You easily could have found that sample on the interne- internet. Yeah, yeah. No, he wanted, he wanted, he wanted to do that, it like this. I respect that. Yeah, it was. Uh... that was pretty funny. And then I think like the worst nightmare, honestly, for any recording engineer is just bands wanting to record and not knowing their songs. Oh, yeah. You know, I think that I've we're in there. this really unfortunate time frame right now where people rely on the producer and the engineer to just like fix everything in the yeah. studio because it is possible. But yeah. that doesn't mean that it's easy. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that a producer not, wants to do that either. Yeah, I mean, I think those sorts of people don't realize the the other work that goes into editing even an almost perfect take. I think like so it's like one of my favorite questions I ever asked anyone on the podcast was when I had Brett Samara on. And I asked him if he felt guilty for putting uh, some bands out, that, like putting out recordings of bands I th- that I don't listen sound to the, I, I anything listen at to all. This. Like, I, th- I think I went and found this episode and listened to it because I heard about this question. <laughs> <laughs> but continue. I mean, he was just he, he was just like, yeah, you know. But at the same time, if he's you know getting paid to record something and his name's on it, his name's on it, yeah. so it has to sound good, of course. But still, it's like you know. You have put. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's recorded a lot of bands that are really good yeah, bands, of course. But there are a few that just aren't. Yeah, I just, I, I just know. <laughs> I mean, we living in, uh, you know, living out in the area. I did like I'm from Lower Borough, New Kensington. He was always out in the Plum area. A lot of people I was very close with growing up would go out to him because they knew of his production techniques and they you know i've seen these bands play a million times they do not sound like this and then they get back you know they get back from the weekend at brett's and they're like dude listen to this and i hear it and i'm just like like biting the inside of my mouth just thinking like you did not play half of these instruments oh yeah it sounds sick like dude i I mean but like it's just like loved when brett was telling me about how like sometimes like guitar players can't play and he's like all right and then like after they leave he like relearns the parts and just tracks them pulls the curtains down yeah like peeks out no he admitted it it has to happen because i've seen these people play and then you know i hear their songs and i'm just like that that wasn't you and i'm i mean dude it makes it so hard for me now especially when it comes to metal stuff because just from the knowledge that i have and experience people are always like hey check this out like check out this band and i'm just like listening to it and i'm like this is all i'm listening to electronic music i'm listening to techno yeah basically and they you know distorted techno this is that's what this is yeah i and that's why like the gray walker stuff is awesome by the way thank you that like that is like you can you listen to that you can just i mean even if things may have been sampled, you it's all real sounds and it's and like I mean, you guys. Yeah, we it. didn't do. Yeah, any, we that, didn't do anything. Matt funky on that. Yeah, Matt, I think this the kick drum was sound replaced. Yeah, that's that, it. And and I mean, you compare that you put that to next next to some other Pittsburgh bands, and you're just like, you you can, I, maybe some people can't tell the difference, but well, I mean, you know it's, what is that? It's pretty cool to like notice that now. We're well, thank you, one, <laughs> for that. I really appreciate that because there have been people that have, you know, said to us that they think the recordings sound cheap because modern metal production yeah. is reaching a point where if it doesn't sound like techno, yeah, if like, it doesn't sound like then, a fake drum, then it's not good because, you know, we know what this shit sounds like. Yeah. But 
the normal person that's listening to stuff, they just want it to fucking sound good in the car. You know, <laughs> you hear that bass drop? Yeah. You hear that shit? Yeah, cut those highs, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like we're really on like um on a weird like in a weird place right now with what we want to do with next album. Yeah. Like how we want to record it, you know? Yeah. Cause it's like, Some, even us, there's like parts of us that like, we want this to slam a little bit harder, but we want it to still be all real. Yeah. But you know, if we need to like maybe polish it up a bit more, we're not against that. We're trying to like, yeah, I find that happy medium. It's definitely. I, I mean, like you said, that's just what people want to hear. I, I think it's, like smart a smart business decision for a band who wants to reach a broader audience to cut back on that just like the littlest bit so other parts if the producer you know feels strongly about something can shine through and like you know because a live show i believe it is separate from you know the recorded product so and and that's a cohesive effort with the band and the producer so it's like it's definitely i can still respect like having both of those like come together i mean it's all about making it super sick because you're spending a lot of money yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's uh, i don't know it's weird yeah we're in weird times for sure I thought we were talking honestly for like two hours at this point. No, no, we're <laughs> no, we're, it's, we're, it has 30, a, we're thirty-four yeah, minutes. Yeah. Uh, one thing I want I was thinking about on the ride here was uh, the first time I ever saw Sykes play. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Okay. Okay, and I want yeah, I really want to tell this story because okay. I, you would definitely remember this. It was uh four one two fest at the Irish Center in two thousand nine, and while you were the playing, seizure? yes. <laughs> That yeah. was crazy. That like that was the first time I've ever seen anyone have a seizure in person. Yeah. And also like that I was just like, what is this? Like I had no idea what Sykes was. That was the first like local metalcore show I ever went to. So I didn't expect that in between everything. Like yeah. I got there pretty early. And uh yeah, when I got there, Maceon was playing. That was like the first time I ever saw them play. And I was like my mind was blown, my little fragile mind after playing drums for only like I think it was like five months at the time. Uh So that was just like one of like one of the coolest shows at that time. The coolest show I've ever been to. Nice. And uh, and yeah, that was the first time I saw you. But we obviously didn't meet till years later. You know what's really funny is so many fucking people bring up that that seizure story, but no one was at that. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It seemed like there was nobody there. Yeah. But well, the place was big. Yeah. It was very big. I think that. Or just like it just so happens that literally every single person that was at that show yeah, just still happened. happens yeah. to be around. Yeah. Maybe that, yeah. That was. Did you see uh, Macy's doing a reunion show? Yeah, I did see that. I, I was. That was. I, I feel like it hasn't been that long, but it's also been kind of long. Oh, yeah. It's Time's crazy. like, where's time going? <laughs> Way fast. Yeah. It's fucking weird. Yeah. I, I'm glad i don't know if you remember seeing me at that show and if you don't i'm like happy about that now you know what's actually really funny is the only i didn't really know anybody at the time i knew the macian dudes because i lived by them okay um but a lot of people that weren't in bands i didn't know at the time oh really yeah it was like slowly i started to meet people but yeah like those 412 fests were like really weird and you like the promoters and some of the people in the bands but it took like a couple years to really uh make friends yeah (laughs) i guess i i definitely feel that like i I, a lot of those people it's funny seeing them around now and like how i know them when like that was like the first my first exposure to like uh jaded holly played that oh yeah that was the first time i saw blind my burial and those who fear Mm -hmm. and what's left of her before you yeah I'm trying to think of who else played that that was like that for me that like it was just like that band malevolence mm-hmm. oh i w- i wish i could remember more there were so many bands and uh to was, me was, uh, all of I those bands like, were like the sickest bands i've ever I'm seen i'm pretty at sure the time there was like uh, because an old uh a, an early version of arcane haven 
was probably on that. On what, that. Were they like called something else? No, at the they time? were Arcane Haven. Maybe, maybe, but it, it was the lineup. I think the only people that were in the band then that are still now would be Brad and Arnie. Okay. And then like everybody, they had a different vocalist. I probably, yeah, I probably wouldn't even recognize um, them then. Yeah, they had. Uh, I vague. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say this on mic because I can't remember if it's true or not. But I'll bring it up later. I vaguely remember seeing Arcane Haven. I'm pretty sure at a 412 fest with like a fill-in vocalist that's like somebody that's really really funny. But I'm not gonna say it now. I'll bring it up later. Um, because I'm not gonna help feel like editing it. And I, I and I wanna uh I wanna leave in uh the mystery for anybody yeah. that might listen to this. <laughs> We'll see if if you're listening to this, leave a comment about who you think the villain vocalist was. <laughs> um, Does she know? Uh, no, I don't know if she knows, but she definitely knows the Arcane Haven people. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, those were those were good times. Were you playing in any bands at that uh, point? That was like, yeah, like I said, like that was uh, like five months after I started playing drums. So that was like when I went there with another kid who sang in the band at the time, like the, the the first band I ever played in. So like we had played like one or two shows. Both were we should bring four one two fest back. Oh, for sure, four one two crew holding it down. <laughs> so we actually also have we also actually have one of my best friends josh flynn in the building right now and i oh, feel yeah. like i feel like we could we could pass off the mic a little bit maybe 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 if you want to you guys want to chat for a few minutes maybe i feel yeah. like you guys could hash out some things yeah and we could do this all right signing off what's going on hey How you doing <laughs> when'd you get here <laughs> oh it's been a minute it's been a minute so, so what up? Nothing much, man. Just uh, hanging out, just just reminiscing about the good old times. Mm-hmm. Back when metalcore was pure and purely <laughs> on computers, <laughs> not any of this OG trash. Yeah, it's like that's that's the opposite of how mm-hmm. I feel almost. Yeah. So, so, like, what was like this real quick? Like, what was your introduction into like the crazy music stuff? The um, same shit as anyone else. Actually, uh, yeah, it's pretty typical. Like, uh, I went to a high school where there, like, really wasn't a lot of, like, alternative sort of, like, trends or anything like that. But I had uh, a health class in eighth grade, or in seventh grade, I'm sorry, with this girl that, like, loved, like, a life once lost and, like, all this, like, crazy stuff. And she just, like, sat by me for some reason. And I was just like, well, you have to explain that to me. So then <laughs> you have to. You just, like, absolutely have to, like, like, and I'm talking, like, real gory merch like like she's just just like parading it around like i don't care you know what i mean it was it was hard it was tough as nails you know what i mean Uh so i was just like all right so what's good with this and then she just like gave me a bunch of list of bands and most of that stuff at that point like like grind and death and stuff like i wasn't super into but i just ended up like lurking myspace and just found (laughs) i remember uh I was on this kid's MySpace and I hadn't met him yet, but I was on his page because everyone said that we looked alike. So I was like, all right, cool. And I was just like, you know, creeping or whatever. And he had uh, Barbarian by August Burns Red on his MySpace playlist. And I like heard the breakdown of that. I was like, all right, like this has to happen. So then a couple years later, I was just like, I just knew kids that knew how to play music and I only like can do vocals pretty much. So I was just like, hey, like we should just like start jamming or whatever. And that through that I started playing shows, you know, with David's bands and all these like, you know, met a bunch of kids up there. So for the most part, it was just like straight whatever I could find on MySpace, which I hold absolutely dear to my heart, like forever. Oh, yeah. Like I still I listen to Drop Dead Gorgeous literally every day of my life. Like just the best. Still? Oh, absolutely. Literally. <laughs> literally like and that's the funny thing is that like I don't know, I I feel like you come to a certain point whenever you take like what you listen to musically so serious that you kind of have to like take a step back and just like really, I don't know, try to find entertainment and more things I like where it's, it's like, you know, you could think critically about your own music or like what's influencing you or whatever. But like what I like to do is just like, I just like shit that's like completely off the wall. And it's like a lot of people just like call me out on it for being like ironic, but it's 
like I, I love all that MySpace era. Even like like people that are like super swole about like how Warped Tour is, like, no, nah, not me. Like I'll find my new favorite band there straight up. Like and I'll enjoy it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I I don't know. I just well, entertain you like it. what you like right exactly you know and the, the concept of a, a guilty pleasure is bullshit yeah it's garbage yeah don't ever be afraid to like say what you want like straight up first show in sync no strings attached tour oh six best show i've ever been to like and that's it and i still listen to in sync <laughs> all the time you know what i mean like i i have nothing to hide to, to anybody who cares you know what yeah I mean? yeah <laughs> Just on a little little tangent. No, that was awesome. I was kind of like taken back by it. Just sometimes you just gotta you... really like think about who you were. You know what I mean? In MySpace, it was such a pivotal era for most people. You know, a lot of social development going. I, I remember one of my Beats. favorite things that somebody said uh, in the era when MySpace was transitioning to Facebook. Right. Uh, <laughs> somebody said that uh, the thing that they missed about myspace was that you could go on someone's page and immediately tell how crazy they were by how much shit they had on it oh for sure with all the like sparkly gifts yeah, and all yeah, this yeah. other stuff see but getting into html was sick though yeah that was dope because you don't want just like the standard profile you know what i mean like uh, you no, have i was, to, you I have was to... making profiles for bands exactly and paid. profile pictures a gif like condensed i miss when everything was like condensed like it was like we don't want anything on my layout like it's just a picture of me and my player and that's it that was a hard era. But that was like when people were growing out of MySpace, like when they were like too cool for it. Because like, well, he wasn't Facebook. Like you had to get invited for like initially. Mm, I don't know. I feel like when That's I was very... first introduced to Facebook, it was like you had to be in college to have yeah, it. I remember and you had to get email invites. Yeah. I remember hearing that Facebook was for like college students. Yeah. And like an old band of mine made a, a Facebook account as a regular user account. Right. And I was like, this is the dumbest thing ever. It, it, I, the first time I was on Facebook, I was like, this does not make any sense. And I never will. And I don't, I just don't know. It just, it didn't feel good at first. And now it's like consuming everything. Oh yeah. But hey, I, I mean, you could still, it's a, it's still a good platform, you know, better than. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. I, I have some issues with suppressed posts and uh sponsored like, yeah the, all that the shit format that and like but how like, much you can see i think the thing that i honestly miss most about the myspace era was just that it was one social media platform that everyone used right right like i don't honestly have a problem with facebook or twitter or instagram or well i have a little bit of a problem with tumblr but that's just yeah <laughs> that's a different the, world the thing now that really just kills me being a creative person in this modern time is that you need to have all of these profiles right Absolutely. otherwise like you're you're you don't exist in the dumb. world there's nothing to you know to go to it's, it's it's and like it's like you know it's like gray walker had to make a twitter because we were on tour and people kept wanting to tweet at us so we right. finally made a fucking twitter and it's just like ugh. it's it's a lot of upkeep yeah it's like who who's gonna manage this there's gotta we've got a i think us personally i think we need to take down social like social media and we could just bring something up you know what i mean i it feel like we could do to it be condensed to one thing yeah it, exactly it, it exactly. was just like it's such a pain in the ass for me because it's like okay i'm in you know three i have two bands and a podcast right that i that i push heavy right so you times all of that by the five social media profiles because mm -hmm. I need one for each. So that's 15 social media profiles yeah, that I have to rough. take, that I have to just regularly, I don't check them daily, but you know, yeah. regularly maintain. Yeah. And, that's and I also like, feel like MySpace fuck, was just more accessible. Why? Like it's like with MySpace, the way that it was, it almost felt like it was set up for music uh, to me almost just because it was like, I was just, you just could click and you just, you know, you see what's super popular and then they have the charts and then it was just like, they did it by location too. So it was just like, I'm listening to this random band that ends up never playing a show from Wisconsin. You know what I mean? It just had that sort of like, I feel like it was more fluent in the way that it connects people as opposed to now where like you just said, it's super dissected and it's just like all of those have to like become one sort of like entity of but, your creative outlet. Yeah. I mean, the problem too now is that everybody, instead of having every person on one platform where yeah. you could reach everybody, everybody has their 
preferred social media mm-hmm. platform that they use. Right. You know, some I mean, everybody will have like a Twitter, a Facebook, Instagram account. Yeah. But there's always for most normal people, there's like the one that they hit real heavy. Yeah. yeah. Like I have friends that are only on Twitter. And if I don't post something on Twitter, they're not going to see it. Yeah. And then it's the same thing with Instagram. Right. So it's it hard. It's like, how do you as a business, the business sense of marketing your art? Right. How do you reach all of these people? At the same time that you almost like can't like overpopulate it. You know what I mean? Because there's like, I, I don't know. I just feel that even now, like a band follows me on Twitter and I'm like, maybe I'll check it out for a second. But like, it's still just not at a point where it's like those outlets are almost like designated for that. You know what I mean? It well, still yeah. feels like a bit conniving. Another problem too, is that with uh, social media being, how often do you check social media profiles on your computer versus your phone? Oh, never on my computer almost. See, and that's personal. the thing. And it's like, okay, when are you going to take the time to listen to a song on your right. phone? Yeah. When you're like driving or just like out to eat with your homies and just yeah, like yeah, yeah. hanging out. Oh, like, oh, like so-and-so posted a new song. Sick. I'll hit the like button. Maybe I'll remember to check it out later. I'm stoked they put something out. Yeah. But you don't, you forget to yeah, actually yeah. sit down and listen to it. It's interesting because I also feel like whereas as I was younger and I was first starting to get into music, I was like more dependent on like social media. Whereas now, like when I find out about something, it's through like magazine, like maybe not like physical magazines, but like just, you know, music websites that are just like news sites, which is weird because at, at first I just wasn't even like paying attention to, you know, what revolver said or like, you know, what, who Rolling Stone cared about of the year. It was just like, Oh, I just, kind of snuck through the cracks and found this and this is what I thought was cool whereas now I'm just like oh this magazine said this song's cool I'll probably check it out why not you know what mm-hmm. I mean which makes me feel really old I, th- I think which doesn't feel good I think the way I've found the best way I have found personally to keep up with artists that you like is to subscribe to their YouTube channels that yeah I've been loving YouTube yeah because that's that's They'll if they put out a new video or a new song or anything important, yep, it'll be on YouTube. You don't got to worry about all their bullshit like tour date posts and stuff, which are important to know, right? On the Facebooks and whatnot, but like just as far as like keeping up with the music, just wanting to know that they have something new out, yeah. YouTube has been like really solid for me in that. I also noticed that like uh, when things leak, a lot of times labels just put every song out on youtube immediately after. oh yeah because doesn't that like in uh doesn't that influence like billboard chart numbers and stuff now now it does yeah wow that's yeah, yeah. so there you go so mm-hmm. you're not gonna they, get yeah views cash. are like a quaint or like equivalent to sales in some sort of a weird way right. as far as digital goes yeah like my uh my friends playing this band and they were showing me their press kit that they have in the in the press kit lists like youtube views next to like streams and stuff it's yeah and then, people want it that, that, that's that's a serious thing yeah and i do feel like youtube is like a, a a great place for music simply because it it has the ability to reach like all aged audiences yeah you it's know just what I mean? it's really like, hard it might be hard for some 13 year old kid who just likes you know some huge metal band to find you on facebook or find you on twitter but like you know, you get a, even, good, a video with some good views. You could sneak in there. Yeah, even YouTube's hard. It's oh, it's yeah. just hard in general. You know, like yesterday, I've been like recycling, just reposting some old stuff, just because like Instagram lets you do longer videos now. Yeah, yeah. So like, I posted a minute clip from a video that's like four years old, and I had a couple people were like, "Yo, like the new video, it's sick," <laughs> and I'm like. Oh. Made that so long ago. Yeah. But, but people hey, haven't seen it. Right. So it's like that one thing where it's like you don't want to push the same stuff over and over and over again. But you have to realize that there's a good chance that you're pushing stuff out and nobody's seeing it. Yeah. So it's like got to keep shoving it down their throats. Yeah. And it's hard whenever like you want to keep creating new stuff and not want to keep dwelling on the old shit. Mm-hmm. But it's like, fuck, if I have a mountain of stuff behind me that I've spent you know, years on, which still holds I need up. To like, like, yeah, substance. I need to get that out there. Right. You got to, Hey, I actually never really think about that too much. Like pushing sort of 
past things, like not focus just like specifically on the present. That's a good mentality to have. Yeah. Yeah. Just always bringing it forward. Yeah. Cause nobody knows. Everybody's too caught up in their own shit. Right. Exactly. YouTube is great, man. YouTube is straight up sick. But like you could be like, there are bands that are literally built from YouTube at this point. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, I mean, I, I've witnessed just bands who oh, yeah. just throw together like a, a cover and then they're the bit, they're, you know, on this huge label and just yeah, like well, touring. Yeah, well, fuck that. <laughs> See, I back some of those bands though, so I, 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 I'm yeah. not the right person to talk to about no, that. No, but that's... no, I, I get it. Like, it's, it's weird and it's, it's strange how those things sort of like translate to the public because like even I'm thinking of this one band in, in specific that uh, they did like a Taylor Swift cover and it like blew up on Facebook. It blew up like all over. They like got a huge deal or whatever. And then I went to a bar up in like towards where from, but like it's in like the the more like countryside, just like a little weird place. And they have like a, a DJ sometimes that has like a projector screen. And I was just like sitting there and they played the music video. And this is like a, like a pop metal core matchup. And I was just like blown away that like it had hit that point. And all because like they, they had never played a show before, I'm pretty sure. And they just mm -hmm. like, they were like, oh, sure. we'll cover the song. We'll do this. It'll yeah, be I fun. Mean, and it's just like. Oh, it works. Uh, My highest viewed video on YouTube was actually a cover. Really? When me and Jake from Macyan did that Bad Romance cover. Oh, no way. And I had net. It, I, I took it down. I was like, I don't want this on my channel anymore. Oh, no, no, no. Bring uh, it back. Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty cheese. I mean, it was really? like, it was like 2009, <laughs> 2008. It was good at the time. Good era. But, um, yeah, when we did that, I had never had more interaction from people like, yeah, this is cool, blah, blah. Like, like, no, it's just like, this is awesome, but this isn't my music. And nothing that I'm going to put out after this is going to sound like this. And yeah. nothing that Jake does sounds like this. And it's like, what purpose is this serving? I just felt like you can't get, Yeah, you got to like be able to break out of that. Even yeah. so, there was a, there was this band on Warp Tour that, uh, that covered, they covered a song and it like was like the biggest hit on whatever pop goes, punk or whatever that shit is. So like, but I, I guess kids every day were like screaming that like to hear that cover and they were just like no like that's not our song just like leave us alone like, you want to please listen to something else you know what i mean yeah and that's that's a, that's a very weird bubble to get yourself into where it's just like you know getting famous for something super quick but also still being able to have the substance behind whatever the rest you know whatever the hell you're doing especially in a market like that it's crazy i feel like i need to be like a youtube star yeah, now. You you're like inspiring me yeah, do it. I'll just buy a camera and just, you know, I don't know, juggle or some shit. I have like a ball and a cup. I'll play that. And then I'll just blow up. You ever watch How Too Basic? I don't think so. I've heard of that, though. Do you know, David? I, th I think you might know, you might know about this. Do it's I? The uh, They smash a lot of eggs, basically. Oh, oh, oh. Is that the where they just like put whatever they yeah. could find? Yeah. Yo, that's so funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm down for that. How to basics, like that's yeah, that's a, the gospel. <laughs> See, and like things like that are just so simple that it's just hilarious. You know, I wonder if like people like watch that with like genuine curiosity about like what they're like. Oh, I wonder if like this could squish oh, yeah. this, and they're like, well, I'll type it in on YouTube, where it's just like you know, I'll never you just find it and yeah. just laugh about it. Oh yeah, I remember the first time I saw one, like someone sent it to me, so I knew it was some suspect shit to begin right. with, because like how to make tea. <laughs> And I was just, I was dying. I was like, couldn't get over it. It's so like, funny. After you've seen one, you know that it's coming eventually. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. That first time is just so It's just like shocking. straight pandemonium. You're just like, yeah. how did this person yeah. get to this point? There's one that's how to seduce an omelet. And it's probably my favorite one that yeah. I've seen. Yeah. I'm sure How To Basic is still uploading stuff every day, <laughs> probably. And there might be some ones that I've missed. But How to Seduce an Omelet was by far like I'll have to check that one the out. most ridiculous shit. How do people even come up with those things? Like those ideas. It's just wild. <laughs> like funny. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate it. You know? I don't know. You just it just it just happens. Yeah. But where are we at? We should probably wrap it up. Wrap it up. We want to pass it back. Josh, it was good talking to you. It's good talking to you. Thank you. That was my friend Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Love YouTube. Love Metalcore. Love Brian for having us. Yeah, thank you. No, I'm stoked you two came <laughs> over. This is tight. 
This water was good as hell. Wasn't uh, wasn't Deer Park, but it's from your. Uh, I love Giant Eagle. It's from your employer. <laughs> I, w- I hope. Can you get me I a hope- discount on on water? No. Uh, I, I know they're. I know they're. I'm not allowed. we'll end on that (laughs) thanks so much for doing it i'll uh have some links to bands that you play in and stuff and yeah shout out uh shout out yours all my space heads where you at tight and we are done and that is all folks Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. David's a good dude. Had a lot of fun doing this. Be sure to check out the links in the conversation. Check out the bands that he's in. Blah, blah, blah. You know me. You can find me on the internet and stuff. If you're listening to this, you already know where to find me. So, whatever. I'll be back again next week with another new episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2016. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening.